This afternoon, I want to encourage you and motivate you and give you hope. And I titled my message, Despise Not Small Beginnings. Amen. Amen. Despise not small what? Beginnings. There are many of us believers today that we easily despise small beginnings. Amen. You can never know what is bad, what is wrong, until the right is at what? So if you don't know how to identify wrong from bad, then you still be moving on the opposite direction. Amen. So if someone is moving on the bad path, on the wrong path, you cannot correct the person until the person knows the definition of right. Amen. If you don't know the definition of right, you may not know the wrong. Because to somebody, the wrong is right. Amen. And in life, we must understand that whatever you go through, there's always a starting point. And I said that Jesus' finished point became our starting point. When Jesus died on the cross and said, it is finished. He finished everything. On that line, humanity starts from there. So his finished point became what? Our starting point. You must understand that in life, God will start you from somewhere. Nobody born great, rise up and one day become great. There's always a process. Greatness is in the time of process. Amen. I know what I'm saying. And we must understand that whatever place that you find yourself now, don't belittle yourself. Don't look down upon yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Don't tell yourself that God has finished with me. No. He has not started yet. Because your beginning may look small, but the latter end thereof is great. Yeah. Amen. No woman get pregnant and in three months, four months, want to give birth. If you lie to yourself, you say, it's coming, I want to push, 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 you push. It's called miscarriage. Amen. Even when the baby gets to six months and the baby is coming, push, 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 and you push it, it is called premature. It means that it's maturing, but not fully mature, so it is premature. Amen. That is to tell us that in life, you don't just get up one day and get to the top. There's a process to it. There is time and season for everything. If your season has not come, wait for God. And keep on believing in God. Hold on unto God's word. Don't let anybody determine your life be telling you that no, you can't make it. Tell yourself, it's just a process. Amen. Everything God created, he created it to give life. Anything that does not give life is not connected to God. Amen. 
It's not what? Connected to God. Amen. And we must understand these principles as believers that no matter who you are and the family you come from, there is always a starting point for you. Amen. There is always a starting point what? For you. You may have big cars, big houses. It's good. I love it. God also loves it. But before those things come, God will start with you somewhere. It may not look pleasant, but just wait for him. Amen. Just what? Wait for him. There are some of you who have been crying, asking God, when am I going to get married? No. Stop those prayers. Those question prayers, stop it. You must start praying prayer by prophesying into your life. See yourself that you are getting married. There is always a humble beginning. God will start with you. Amen. And today I want us to learn a lesson from the scriptures that we are about to read. Amen. I want us to learn a lesson. Amen. Luke chapter 1, reading from 26. Luke chapter 1, reading from 26. And quickly, somebody read for, for me. Now in the sixth month, the angel, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. He said now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was what? Sent by God to a city of what? Galilee. Name what? Nazareth. Amen. Please continue. To a virgin betrothed to a woman, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Amen. So God sent an angel into a Galilee. Into a house called what? Nazareth. And I described Nazareth over you for you. Nazareth is a place that was rejected. Today, we'll call it like a rubbish dump. Nobody lies there. That is where they dump rubbish. It was a small city. And according to Bible scholars and history Bible, tells us that Nazareth the houses over there are just only 11. 11 houses. With one stream. That they go to fetch water. So you can just see. So it means that when you are in your room. And they say, Ajay! Number 10 can hear it. Amen. A small city. About 11 houses. And Nazareth means a rubbish dump. Nazareth means what? A rubbish what? Dump. So when the Bible says that Natalia made a comment and why she and what Philip were, were talking and he said, can anything good come from Nazareth? The reason why he made that statement is because he knows that Nazareth is a rubbish dump. What good come from there? That's why he made that statement. He said the place is not like London. The place is not like Manchester. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Because that place, they throw rubbish there. Can anything good come from there? But the Bible said, 
the angel was sent by God to that house, the Virgin Mary in Galilee, Nazareth. Amen. Please continue. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now listen to me. Somebody that lived in the place that all the houses are living. A rejected place like Nazareth. An angel appeared and said, Blessed are you among women. That is why even Mary herself was confused. She looked by and said, wait, are you talking to me? He said, yes, I'm talking to you. Because the woman knows from Nazareth, nothing good is there. The population, you can even close your eyes and count them. And you are telling me, blessed are you among what women. Even look at it, say, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice. Hey, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Nazareth, the Lord is with you. Amen. Amen. I get to the picture. Please continue. Verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And he said, but when she saw him, she was troubled at what he said. And what? And considered what manner of greeting this you was. He said, this, this angel is confused. But God sent you to come and prophesy to somebody. You just saw me because you know I'm a virgin. Look at the prophecy you are giving to me. <laughs> me, Nazareth. You are telling me, blessed am I among women. Which means among all the women, I'm the one that has been blessed. Stop that. Amen. This is to tell you that no matter where you are, even in that pitch, when you are covered, God still knows you. He still knows you. Amen. He still knows you and he knows your identity. He still knows you. Nobody have thought that Mary would have been the one to receive this favor. God should have gone to a very nice place, nice house. But he went to Nazareth. It's a signal to you for God to let you know he does not need precious things around you before he makes you great. But he will rather use you to bring precious things. Yeah. I get to the point where I'm saying. Then he said, well, please continue. Then the angel said to her, mm. do not be afraid. Yes. Mary, for you have found favor with God. He keep on telling Mary you have found favor. Yes, continue. 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall, shall call his name Jesus. He said, behold, you will what? Conceive in your womb. Because the angels must, they must clarify things very well. Because people can conceive in so many places. So the angels said, you will conceive in your womb. <laughs> Why do you think that they put a the womb there? Amen. He said, you will conceive in your womb. And bring forth what a son. And shall call his name Jesus. Amen. That was not a shock to Mary. Because of the way the angel started the 
the thing and how he's going. But look at this, verse 32. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. He said he will be great and called the son of the highest. And what? And the, and Lord, the Lord will give him what? The throne of what? His father His David. father David. Move on. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Yes. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Look at that. So it means that the kingdom of God has no end. That is the only kingdom that does not have the beginning. It has no end. Yeah. Amen. I know something. The kingdom of God. God is the only God. All other God. We know their beginning. We know their end. But God that we serve is the only God that knows the beginning before the beginning began. Amen. He knows the beginning before the beginning what began. Amen. I know what I'm saying. I was listening to one statement on social media, I think four days ago, about a man of God. I think one of the Asia countries, I don't know. And they said in that country, the government gives support to the Hindus and to the Muslims. So the Hindus, when it's time for them to go to their pilgrim to go and visit their, their how do you call it, um, um, the visionary or the originator of the Hindu, where he was being buried, the government supported them. So they go to the government, the government gives them money for them to go, just like Muslims. They go to make house so. And when they go, they believe that that is where uh, Muhammad this thing is. So they give them support. And they have begotten support. And believers also stood up and they said, no. Hindus go, they get support. Muslims, they also get support. We must also go and get support. So they went to court to go and argue their case as believers to get support. And they had a good lawyer. And the lawyer argued, said, hey, give me Hindus. You give Muslims. Why is it that Christians, you don't give them any support so that they also go to Israel and go and visit the birth and the graveyard of Jesus, the one they are following. And in the panel where judges that does not know God, they are not Christians. But upon deliberation, six judges came together and they said, we have rejected the funds not to be given to Christians. And the Lord said, why? This is not good. This is favoritism. The judges said, no. We, we are not believers. We are not Christians. But per this case, we've gone into the word of God. And we have found us something. And based on that thing that we have found, we won't give you people anything to go to Israel. And this is the funniest they came with. They said the Hindus, where they buried their leader, we know there. We can find it. The Muslims, it is there. God, the bone is still there. But you, your own, Jesus, we check there. The man is not there. It's gone. Amen. He said, Jesus, the tomb, they bury him. The man is not in the tomb. He has risen and he's gone. So if you go there, you won't see him. So we'll not give you fun. It may look as if like it's a losing battle, but that was a great statement. A great statement. Amen. I know what I'm saying. That is what a very great word is. And he said, and his kingdom, there will be what? No end. 34. 
Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. Now, this is a virgin that the angel was speaking to. There are some times as the prophetic grace come and you are prophesied to people, some people get confused. They get confused. They don't know. They don't know. Because this, this is a, a virgin. And you are telling a virgin, you are going to give birth to a son. Say, I know. Because I have one guy. His name is called Pajo. We are planning to get married. How many of you know Pajo? Amen. We are planning to get married. So if you say, I'll give birth to a son, understand. And the son will be great, understand. But I am a virgin. Then Mary asked. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. If there's a man for you to become pregnant, I don't know a man, and you are giving all this pregnancy and conceiving the woman, all those things, how is it going to happen? Then look at the angel, 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. That was what messed the whole thing up. The Holy Ghost. Stop making sense to people. Because the God you are serving sometimes doesn't make sense. Amen. It doesn't make sense. Amen. Because the day God starts making sense to you, you can predict him. You can only predict people that easily make sense to you. Are you know what I'm saying? He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most what high and it shall overshadow please continue now indeed elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son mm -hmm. in her old age mm -hmm. and this is now the sixth month for her who have called so if you look at this place god has already prepared somebody that was ahead of mary it's elizabeth is already six months ahead of you so the way you sit down Small time. Salaba comes into your mouth. You will watch. Laugh, laugh. It said Elizabeth is ahead. So when you start having those signs, when the Holy Ghost come upon you, go to Elizabeth. She will teach you. Experience is the best teacher. She knows all these things already. Amen. Yes, please continue. For God what? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be possible. This was the sure word. He said, for with we'll God, God, nothing will be impossible. Will what? Be impossible. And I said in this church before that man cannot do anything without God. And God will not do anything without you. Amen. Man cannot do anything without God. And God also will not do anything without you. Amen. He said, nothing will be what? Impossible. Please continue. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Mm -hmm. And the angel departed from her. Yes. Continue. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah. Mm -hmm. Continue. And entered the house of Zacharias 
and greeted Elizabeth. Yes. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in a womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, continue. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mm -hmm. Continue. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now listen to me. This message was given to Mary. How did Elizabeth got the signal? The virgin Mary was visited by an angel and said, you will give birth to a son. His name shall be called Jesus. And Bible said, the moment the angel left her, she ran quickly into the house of what? Zacharias. Which means that there were no time limits. She rushed quickly to Zacharias' house. And when she met Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, how a man become great and favored that the mother of what the God Almighty should visit me. How did Elizabeth got this revelation? How did she know that Mary has conceived? Which means that the moment the angel left Mary, Mary was conceived. And that's the reason why when Mary entered into the house, Elizabeth said, the moment you greeted me, the baby in my womb, John the Baptist, he said, the moment you greeted me, the baby in the womb limped. Which means that the baby in this salute your, your, your son. They said, who am I? That the mother of the greatest should come into my house. So Elizabeth got the signal. Listen to me. Your beginning may be small, but it takes every visionary and people with great mentality to know and believe in you even when you are down there. Amen. People that don't believe in, in anyone are people that are puff. You are puff. It means that they don't believe in anybody. They are the only the best on this earth. They are the only people that can make it. You cannot make it. But Elizabeth, the moment Mary entered, she's got something in Mary. She's got something in Mary. Amen. She saw something what? In Mary. Elizabeth could have said that you come from Nazareth. What are you doing over here? And don't forget that Jesus and John the Baptist, they are cousins. Amen. I know something say. That is why the Bible says that even your relative, Elizabeth. So Mary was a relative to Elizabeth. I got what I'm saying. But still, Elizabeth saw something. In Mary, in life, believe in people. Believe in people. Don't look down on poor people's today. The fact that the person doesn't have a car, that is the person's beginning. The fact that the person is chasing for bus, that is the person's beginning. Because remember, before you bought a car, you, also, you were also running about bus 250. Amen. So if you started from a bus and today you have a car, you must also believe 
that somebody can also have a car. Some of you, when you started, before you had a job, you were patching with someone. So that when, so that's when the person even make light soup and put it down and make budget, and there's no money. Anyway, we didn't even two weeks. Then they'll make spinach too. We just um one one week. When they do a crew, hey, you come and quite need one month. Then you, you come, you enter into the fridge, you take okro today. Tomorrow, you say, ah, tomorrow, um, I will take okro and kinky. Three days' time, okro and gari. The person comes, and says, what is the meaning of this? I did this food for one month. One week, you're already finishing. No, 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 it's not going to be possible. You don't do that. I get what I'm saying. There is budget on the thing. But today, you move from perching. Today you have your own mortgage. That is to tell you, there are some of you believers, the moment God lifts you up, you forget where you pick you. When you are now walking, you begin to walk puff. You begin to walk puff. Do you know me? Do you know me? Do you know where I work? If you joke with me, I finish you. Amen. But before you were eating soup meant for one month, and you were putting yourself into trouble. But even that one, you were believing God said, No, God, they be, they be, they be. So all the time, I'm watching this song, you're stressing. They be, they be, they be, they be. This one, Tafabianya Feria, one, one, Feri. I get what I'm saying. Because sometimes as believers, when we find ourselves down there, we believe God. But when God lifts us up, we see everybody rubbish. I seem like you have not been to that situation before. I seem like you have not been there before. So when I see people helping people, you are talking. You have been there before. And no situation is permanent. Everything on earth has a spiraling date. Amen. So the fact that somebody's down, don't despise that person's small beginning. And remember, it's a beginning. There's anointing to begin, anointing to continue, and anointing to finish. So if the anointing of beginning come upon me, just wait when the anointing to continue and the anointing to complete come, then you understand. But as some of us believers, the moment God lifts us up a little bit, where are you going? Where are you going? Amen. You think that the person sitting close to you is going to be like this all the time? For all you know, the person sitting close to you, that is your manager in the making. Hey! I know something saying. Amen. Mary went into Elizabeth's house. And God was looking for someone through which the Savior would come. And God could not go anywhere. At least London was there. Okay, those days London was not there, but at least Italy was there. Ethiopia, those days was one of the richest cities. Why didn't God go there? 
And God went to Nazareth, a place of rubbish dump. Saw a woman. Was Mary the only virgin? No. But why? Don't ever look at somebody's parents and say that, oh, I'm in school. The father too has not been to school before. This is what good can come out from this thing. Listen to me. Listen to me. Peter went to no school. But you are reading his, Bible, his word in the Bible. Amen. Peter wrote to the point that when he finished first Peter, he said, my English is good. He wrote second Peter. Which books have we written? So, education alone does not tell you that you make it in life. Because there are people that they are professors, but they are begging. It's grace. It's grace. So, if you see somebody moving in life, in the little beginning, don't ever throw in the towel and despise that person. Learn to appreciate humble beginnings. Amen. Learn to appreciate humble beginnings. And the Bible said that when Mary was pregnant, God asked them to move. After all this prophecy, God asked Mary to move from where she was. But passing a decree for a census to be taken, for her location to change. Luke chapter 2. Let's move to this place quickly because of time. Look chapter 2. Look chapter 2. But then it's okay, fine. He said what? And what? And it came to pass. That what? In those days, the decree went out. A decree out. was what? Sent out. God has already planned everything. Has already planned everything. God was now moving Mary from where she was. And what? Went out and what? Went out from Caesar Augustus. Yes. That all, that all the world should be registered. Yes, continue. Verse 2. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. Yes, continue. 3. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Continue. Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea. Amen. So they changed their location. Amen. Their location was changed. But God was in it. They never passed the degree until Mary conceived. Yes, continue. Look at it. Verse 5. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with, his, with child. Yes, continue. 6. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Mm -hmm. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped now, him. Now look at it. A lot of us believers, or let's say Christians today, have been deceived that oh Jesus was born in a manger. How many of you remember? There's a song given like that. Jesus was born in a manger. It's a, it's a, it's a religious statement. Jesus was not born in a manger. That's what we have learned all this while. That's why I said, take time and be a student of the word. Jesus was not born in a manger. Even when we went to Sunday school, they taught us. Jesus was not born in a manger. Look at it. It said what? And she what brought forth what her first son. And what? 
and wrapped him in his swaddling cloth eh? and laid him in a manger. And laid him in a manger. He was not born in a manger, but he was laid in a manger. Get the picture very well. Get a picture, get a picture, get a picture. Get a picture. Now listen to me. Jesus was born. Where he was born, he was born in the midst of where they keep sheep. Get it? He was born in the midst of where they keep sheep. So when Jesus was born, the first son he had was Meh. You, when you were born in St. George's, the first thing was daughters coming, holding your cheek. Oh, good girl. Oh. And in the hospital, there's slow music. Music is playing. Jesus, the first son he had, Meh. Amen. Every parent wants the best for their children. I know what I'm saying. I remember when my daughter was born, Joshi was born. Mommy had a, uh, bought a, a gold uh, bracelet uh, with a chain link to a ring. So when you put on a bracelet, the chain is here to the ring and it's the hand. Because you want to show off, let them know that no, my child have gold in this thing. And her name was written on it, Aram. You want the best for your children. But the Savior, Jesus, she, he was born in the means of sheep. And after that, they wrapped him, not in a napkin, and laid him in a manger. Why was Jesus born in the midst of sheep? Jesus was born the God that's already calculated everything. It looked as if like the thing was not pleasant. But God said, my son, you are a shepherd. A shepherd take care of sheep. So you must be born in the midst of a sheep. You must know the identity of your people. So that when you hear the voice, that's what the Bible said. I speak and my sheep, they hear my voice. So right from the one where Jesus was born, Jesus was born into his assignment. To take care of sheep. Who are the sheep? You and I. I get to the point. And the sheep were shouting. Meh, meh. To read into it, maybe they're saying, Welcome, boss. Welcome, boss. Amen. Why? Because the Bible said that when they went for these censors, every place was booked. When you read further, it said, okay, go, to, go, 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 go down there. They look at, yes, eh? Because what? There was no, go, no, no, wait. Seven, 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 seven. Go back. Go back. It said, well, because there was no because room. Because there was no room for them in the inn. In the inn. In the inn, this word in over here, in the Greek, is called kataluma. Kataluma in Greek simply means guest house. Amen. I said what? Well, the inn over there in Greek is called Kataluma. Kataluma means guest house. So it means that there was not any guest house. Everywhere was full. So when Mary was in labor, he couldn't have delivered in the means of Kataluma. Because there were a lot of people crowded, like we all here. 
How can you be pregnant? We call it come and say, push, push. You can't push, I'm telling you. All these people over here. So, because some of the faces, when he sees, you can't push. So, the Bible said, Cataluma, the inn was what? Fool. So, they sent Mary into the means of shame. Because that's the only place that people were not there. God was moving a bit prophetically. And Jesus was birthed out. And when Jesus was born, the mother Mary took him, wrapped him, and put him in what? In a manger. Pastor Dabi, put the manger on the dishing for me. Let me show what is called a manger. So you understand that Jesus can never be born in a manger. Put the light off and let them see very well. Can you put the light off? Okay. That is, a, that is what we call a manger. The second one, what is the second one? They can see the second one very well. That is it. That is the manger. Manger, this one, they pour water into it so that when they finish eating, they can go and drink. Or so that they can put the, the grass and things into it so they can come there and come and eat. A place like this, I can marry like that and give birth. This is what we call a manger. I guess what I'm saying. When we say Jesus was born in a manger, it is never true. This is what is called a manger. A place that they store water or food for animals to come and eat. Now you see Mary Yeah, can she give birth? So she gave birth in the midst of sheep, but after that, she wrapped the baby and put the baby into this manger. Baby court. So manger was Jesus' baby court. Amen. And that's what I'm saying. You, some of you, over here, when you're born, you have baby caught. The one you put in the car, what is the name? The devil is a liar. <laughs> Amen. Some of you, when you're born, there are some people over here, especially the elderly ones over here, some of them, when they were born, they were put on a chacha. How many of you know a chacha? Some of them were put on the floor, just only one cloth. And that's why your mother laid you. And Jesus was put into this a manger. That's where they left, the mother left him. Why? Because that is a safe place. And that's what I'm saying. But in all this thing, God was sending a signal. I cannot understand the reason why. God wanted something to create man. Gold was there. Silver was there. Diamond was there. But God went for clay. I can't understand. Can you just imagine that when I'm walking, my, my skin is shiny, good, good, good. God said, no. If I use gold, the devil will come back to me and say, I bet you use gold to create it, and that's why they are shiny. So God went to the lowest dust. The dust that has no respect, no value. God took dust. And that is why he said in his word, I'm no respecter of person. And I use the foolish things of this word to confound the wise. If God has asked me, I would tell God, choose gold or choose diamond. But God decided to choose clay. Humble beginning. When you look at yourself, let it even humble you. That right from day one, God started with me humbly. Stop raising yourself. Because some of you, even the week you are putting on, is somebody's week. Stop pushing yourself. Those women at the back shaking their head like that. I'm suspecting you. I'm suspecting you. Amen. I know what I'm saying. 
Learn to appreciate people's humble beginnings. Learn to appreciate it. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Okay, move to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Paul made a statement. He said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Amen. The best person you can learn from is God. Why? Because God's action becomes humanity's strategic point. Anything God does to human, that's our strategic point. Because humans can fail. God has never failed. And God, even coming onto this earth, he came to a place of humility. He was despised and rejected. But today, seated at the right side of the Father, interceding for you and I. Amen. Don't ever look down upon anybody. Today, you may be feeding people 20 pounds, 10 pounds. But remember, the time is coming. That person may not give you 50 pounds. 200 pounds, your children will benefit from it. Your children will benefit. I know what I'm saying. I remember one, of the, one day my sinner brother traveled to Israel and there was this man that came to my father. My father was a serious giver. I'm telling you. The man could give to the point that that's why he was so blessed. The man had money. Had money. And he lost how to give. He doesn't see people. If he sees you suffering, the man begins to shed tears. He was always giving. Then one day, he helped this man. And the man traveled outside the country to Israel. The man promised to pay my father. He never paid the, the money. When he got there, he called my father. He said, my father said, no problem. I mean, no problem. After years, eight years, my sinner brother traveled to Israel. How to get documents and work was a problem. Then he met this man. A Ghana man. Met the man. And the man said, where do you come from? Say Ghana. He said, okay, so I'm also from Ghana. Then he said, oh, I don't have documents. I'm looking for work to visit. The guy said, ah, so what is your name? He said, oh, my name is so and so, Adjukache. He said, Adjukache. Ah, I know one Adjukache. One Adjukache that was the managing manager at GNTC. He said, yeah, that's my father. He said, that's your father. Your father did something for If not because of your father, I will not be here. He bought my ticket, my document, I will not be able to pay him. That is how come the man helped my brother out. My father did not benefit from that thing directly. But indirectly, through his son, he benefited. And that is the reason why don't ever look down upon somebody. Don't say today I have this. This person doesn't have it, so that person is small. The person you see small, tomorrow you may be going to that person and say, yes sir, yes madam. Learn how to appreciate people humble beginnings. So, Peter said, imitate me, learn from me. One of the things that I cannot take is when you come around me and you are proud. I can't take it. When you come around me and you are, I see you very proud. Because I know where you are going. Pride, I know where you are going. Amen. That is why sometimes I go to many places. I don't talk. I don't make anything. But after the service, they say, so this guy can prophesy like this. This guy can see like this. No, you, might not, you should not be bragging about it. Relax. Because what you have is grace. 
You did not bargain for it. God gave it to you free. I get what I'm saying. So, Paul said, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, he said what? Imitate God. Which means that we must learn from God. Even God himself coming onto this earth, he came through a very nice beginning. He started from somewhere. Before getting somewhere. Why are you rushing and condemning everybody because you are at the top? You see yourself as if like you are at the top, but you still report to a manager. So you are not at the top. The manager also report to a supervisor. It keep on going like that. Amen. Even if the last person to report to is the queen, she also have what? A manager. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm saying. So, as church and as believers, learn from this. Don't ever look down upon someone. I'm, I may be going to school. Maybe along the line I fail. Along the line I drop out. You were ahead of me three years. Meanwhile, we were mates. But don't look down upon me. It's my humble beginning. For all you know, God diverted me for these three years so I can learn certain things to be a benefit and a help to you in your tomorrow. Don't condemn my humble beginnings. Amen. Don't what? Condemn what? My humble beginnings. Job chapter 8 verse 7. Job chapter 8 verse 7. He said, though your beginning may be small, but your latter end thereof shall be what? Great. Amen. He said what? Though your beginning may be what? Small. But your latter end shall be great. Focus on what is ahead of you. The greatness that is trapped within you. Look at it. Stop belittling yourself. Small thing. You are belittling yourself. Small thing. You are overthinking. No. Look at yourself and tell yourself. I am more than a conqueror. Look at yourself and tell yourself, today I am down. I am rising up again. Do you know that today in life in society, the moment a man or a woman gets money, maybe in the church here, the man comes and says, ah, these instruments are not good. Let's change. How much will it cost? 20,000. Uh, Ebi, we push medicine. Pastor Ebi, call, uh, call the people, let them bring 20,000. And all of a sudden, that man comes down. Even how to give offering is, is very difficult. Society begins to judge. Oh, it's just like, the, like Job. When you are doing bad things, that's how God rewards you. He comes to church and come and brag and buy things as if like he's the only one that knows how to serve God. He was doing Sakawa. It is God that has punished him. But sometimes you must understand that sometimes you can get to the top at the point of you advancing, God can use his perfect will for your life, for your vision, to change everything around. Amen. So sometimes you are there, very close, and God said, no, this is an ambition. Ambition always benefits you. Vision benefits humanity. I get what I'm saying. When you have an ambition, I want to buy a car. 
it's about you. I want to buy a good house, it's about you. I want to travel here for holidays, it's an ambition, it's about you. But vision, it involves humanity. That is why I always advise you over here, if you have a gift, God is not interested in the, so much in the gift he has given you. He's more interested about the fruit you are bearing. Because there are some people over here, they have voice, they can sing, but they're not bearing good fruit. There are some people too, they have great listen, talent, but they don't bear good fruit. So it's not the gift God has given to you. What you want from you is the fruit you are bearing. What fruit are you bearing? What fruit are you bearing? Are you that kind of person that dis always despises people? Are you that kind of person that you always despise your own self? Learn to appreciate humble beginnings. Because in the humble beginnings is somebody's greatness. It's somebody's great vision. It's somebody's upliftment. But it is all quoted in beginning. Amen. You did not just get up one day and became so beautiful like this. It was a stage. At one point of time, you were on the floor. When they call you, come, come, come. You crawl, crawl, pa, you fall. After one year, two years, run down, you can go. After five years, you are not running chasing bars. It's a process. So when somebody is going through the process of humble beginning, don't ever insult the person. Don't belittle the person. Don't give up on the person because there's hope for the future. Rise to your feet.